Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in LA. Find That Girl a Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Hi, you look so pretty. Oh, thank you. So do you. Thank you. I love your background and everything happening oh, there. You. I kind of like, I've rejigged my room a bit so it makes it look a little bit nicer. Otherwise, you'd be staring at my wardrobe and towels and not doing enough things. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, let's just get to it. Um, thank Perfect. you. Sarah, how do I say, say your last name? I just want to make sure I say it right. Totten. That's what I thought. All right. Yeah. And it's and it's Sarah as well, not Sarah, because I know Americans think that it's oh. usually Sarah, but it's Sarah. Sorry about that. Yes. It's okay. No, I mean, it's how like, I like Americans spell it, so it gets confusing, I know. <laughs> no, I like Sarah much better. Um, oh. <laughs> does sound a lot more British and, and just lovely on the tongue. So <laughs> thank you for joining me, Sarah. Um, no, you you are you are one of the hosts of, are there two of you for the good, the bad, no. and the ghosted? It's just, just you. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought there were two. I think because you always have a guest. So I was. Yeah. No, it's just me. One man band. <laughs> Tell me about your podcast, the good, the bad, and the ghosted. So basically, it was something I wanted to do for such a long time. And obviously, with everything that's going on in the world right now, and with the UK and London specifically, which is where I'm based, being in lockdown, I, you know, wanted to make use of the time. And I thought, you know, what better thing to do than just get this started. And, you know, a lot of my friends said it was the perfect thing for me to do. So I thought, why not? So I just went for it. Why was it the perfect thing for you to do? Well... I'm a bit of a prolific data and I've had, <laughs> I've, um, I've got a few stories and, you know, talk and, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> and me and my friends joke about it all the time. And, you know, they call me the queen of dating and they just said, you know, it was the perfect thing for me to do. So I just thought, why not? It's a bit of fun. And, you know, if something comes of it, great. And if not, then it's just, you know, something to keep me busy. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about you. Um, are you working during this pandemic or have you not been working? So yes, I am working at the moment. I'm working from home, um, okay. but I've just been lucky that I've had sort of the free time as well to, um, to do this as well. So and I'm also amazing. lucky that I'm also, you know, working full time. So that's amazing. Yes. Um, okay. So you listen to chapter 13. We're going to discuss a little bit about chapter 13, but mainly we're going to discuss dating and unavailable men. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> That's a <bloody> <laughs> it just spans the globe of it these boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know about you, but I got out of a very long-term relationship a couple years ago and like got back into the dating scene and was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to meet my husband. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but it's hard though. Whoa. Like it's daunting. The dating world, especially after a long-term relationship is a daunting place to go. It's just confusing. I'm just confused. So most of the time I'm just like, I don't even want to do it. It makes me so annoyed to swipe and like looking at all these people. I'm like, you all look like dicks. Like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 So tell me about 
Well, let me give a little press, prep, preface. So chapter 11 is essentially Ezra is this very sexy songwriter from Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. written a song with that girl. She's totally smitten with him and they're kind of dating long distance, but he's just perpetually getting more and more distant. And yeah, she's like, right. what's happening? I thought this was real, which yeah. is how I think we all feel with most of these guys. Guys, I think are very good at, and don't get me wrong, girls can be just as bad. We but can. I think guys are very much known for, you know, they keep you at that perfect distance. So, you know, they have you know, you're, you're there enough for them and you think that they like you, but then obviously, you know, they're off probably gallivanting, doing God knows what, but they're kind of, you know, they keep in touch with you enough. They send you that odd message to make you think, oh, actually, maybe they are interested and maybe this could actually go somewhere. So I think they are very good at that. Uh, it's so true. I haven't, so I hadn't dealt with one of those boys in like so, so, so long. And then I mm-hmm. did. And I was like, wait, this feels so oddly familiar, like my 20s all over again, but I'm not in my 20s at all. Like I can't believe this this behavior is still happening. And it's very confusing. I mean, I feel like I feel like such a newbie again with the dating thing because I'm like, I'm just so wanting to be open and honest and like yeah, no games. I'm exactly the same. And it's so difficult because I feel like there's kind of a few things going on. Like maybe some of these guys have just been really burned and they're just mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to get close. And so they do that, the distance, um, or they're just sport daters, which is fine. Just totally fine. Yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah. There's a level of honesty, I think, which comes with dating these days. I think especially with app dating. So with Bumble and Tinder and all these different, um, you know, apps that you can get, I think because dating and relationships and meeting people is so easy these days, mm-hmm. people just aren't willing to settle. So, you know, you could meet someone and you think, oh, they're really great. They tick loads of boxes. But what happens if there's someone slightly better a few swipes away? So I think a lot of people right. just aren't ever willing to put all their eggs in one basket because, you know, the grass might be greener. And I think, you know, right. in my experience, that isn't always the case. <laughs> Same, same. I'm just, uh, it's, and it is very appealing. It's like a video game when you're swiping, you're just like, it can get better. I can feel it. I'm just going to, exactly. yeah. it becomes almost like a game of um, luck or like destiny. It's like, oh, it was fate that I like swiped on this person, but yeah. it was also fate that three swipes away. I swiped on that. Per- I just, exactly. it's endless and it's so and psychological. Me and my friends, we always laugh about the fact that there's like a certain time of the day or a certain day of the week, which is like better to swipe. So you think, wait, you know, tell me those days and times. <laughs> in my opinion, I think maybe like a Sunday evening. Because, you know, people are probably winding down, getting ready for the working week. They're probably chilling in front of the TV. So they yeah. might be looking at their phone, maybe on a Monday night as well, because some people don't really tend to go out on a Monday. So I think those two tend to be the best because obviously later in the week, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, especially in the UK, obviously mm-hmm. outside of COVID are the nights that you would be going out and right. drinking and meeting your friends. <laughs> well, now that there is COVID, do you think all nights are open for swiping because we are pretty much so. home? Yeah, I would. Have, I think this is probably the perfect time to meet someone from that aspect. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. hard not being able to meet them perhaps straight away, but having the time to actually get to know somebody and, you know, people might not... You know, be as frivolous with it, I think. 
Do you think that not being able to see someone straight away um, leads to more ghosting and more kind of leading on because it's like, oh no, we're still talking, but I just can't see you because I don't want to die. Like, exactly. do you think it's that's very part of it? <laughs> um, I think it varies because I've actually got some friends who met during lockdown and are very, very happy and they feel like they've built a much stronger foundation having not met straight away and having had those first couple of months um, before we went into a second lockdown in the UK where they could um, just get to know each other and I you know, it was actually on my first episode where they spoke about sending each other hampers and you know it was kind of you know taking it back to you know courting like before right. it existed where people made a bit more of an effort because you have to during this period of time right. But then on the other hand, like you said, with obviously not being able to meet people, it does leave the door open, I think, for, you know, an easy get out, really. You know, you could basically, because you haven't met them, people might think they don't necessarily owe you anything. And, right. you know, there might not be any emotional connection as such because you haven't met face to face. So won't right. feel as bad just ghosting and walking away. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like apps have made that a lot easier because you're just talking to someone but in a way it's like they don't exist but they do <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah it's so so yeah. true I say that all the time I think you know I even say it to my guy friends you know people need to realize that there is a person with feelings on the other side of these things and that it's right. not just a simulator or you know someone that's emotionless on the other end that you can just mess around with and just talk right. to when you're bored it's just not Absol- there. it's not fair um So tell me about some specific or just a specific time that you were really dealing with. I hate this term, but it is the term a fuck boy. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. Um, You know what? So I've been single for almost four years. So I got out of a fairly long term relationship actually before I moved to London. And when I moved to London, I was just really looking forward to having fun and, you know, meeting new people. And, you know, I actually lived with my ex-boyfriend. So was looking forward to like that freedom again and just being able to go out and do what I want and not have to answer mm. to anybody. Right. So I think with that, I was very clear with what I was looking for. So I made sure that the people that I was meeting knew what the expectations were. And I think... I've now, because I did that myself, almost have learned and seen guys who are just looking for sex and hookups and what have you. So I almost feel like I know the traits now because I've, you know, I've been there, I've done that and it's easy to kind of pick up on it. But I think, you know, having dealt with it, it's, it's hard because, you know, it's not nice being messed around, especially if you start to grow feelings for somebody and, You know, I just think you almost have to be as cutthroat as them. And I, I'm not really a game player. I hate stuff like that. But you know fairly early on the kind of guy that you're dealing with. And I think someone like that needs to be treated the way that they're treating you, if you know what I mean, to kind mm-hmm. of get a taste of their mm-hmm. own medicine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you're kind of hopefully both on the same page. But I think, you know, we might discuss it later in the episode, but I think it's just about honesty. I think you just both... I'm just a huge advocate for just being honest about what you're looking for, what you want, where you see things going. And then there's just no, you know, skewed wires in the end of it. 
Well, actually, let's talk about honesty now because now I feel like you're my therapist and I just have all these questions I want to ask you. <laughs> That's what it's like. I'm smiling. All of mine. It's like a full-on therapy session. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you are honest with someone, as I've absolutely been with all of these boys and just, you know, almost like to a fault because I can't imagine nothing. Um mm-hmm. Then I found that one of them was incredibly honest with me and, you know, saying all these very elaborate, big things, like big gestures, like I want to know, you know, what you want in the future and, you know, I can really see it together and blah, blah, blah. And then they just drop off the face of the earth and you're like, wait, I'm sorry. I thought we were like, just gonna like fall in love, like in five seconds. I thought that was happening. And then they fall off and then they come back you know, mm-hmm. a month later or whatever. And it's just so confusing. It's kind of, for me at least, I'm still trying to kind of figure out like, well, where is the line of just like, I'm so mad at you. I don't deserve this, obviously, versus like, well, maybe, I don't know, the the, ob- <laughs> the, um, the old saying, like, they're scared. Like, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I really believe in like, oh, I'm scared. I'm not sure if I believe in that. But No, I mean, I've definitely had these conversations with my girlfriends as well when they've been ghosted or, you know, these guys have just dropped off the face of the earth. And you come up with every excuse. Oh, you right. like you said, they're scared or, you know, something's obviously happened to them or you, know, you make... <laughs> they're in a ditch excuses. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then actually, really, I mean, with what you were just saying with the guys that you kind of feel like are being honest... I call that the promise guy. So the promise guy is a guy who basically just will say what he knows you want to hear. So every Mm -hmm. girl, you know, whether you're on a date or you're lying in bed together, whatever, wants to hear these things of these, you know, oh, yeah, where do you want to live? And how many kids do you want to have? And all this. But they don't follow through with it. Like you said, they just suddenly disappear and kind of, you know, come in and out when they want to, basically. But with that being said, obviously, it's it's then hard to know who is being honest, because I think, you know, you and me are very much on the same page where I'm a very open book. I say it how it is, sometimes to a fault. Um, but I would rather be like that because I know I'm being true to myself and I'm being authentic. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, you get these guys who you think are, you know, mirroring you and, and being the same and kind of you have the same morals and ambitions and what have you. And then they just disappear. So it's a minefield out there. It really, really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> I'm constantly just like, and, and the other thing that I that I want to do, because I'm, I think, a nice, healthy person, I just want to be like, can we just clear the air? Could we just yeah. like make up and like whatever? Because I don't want to feel this like hanging mm-hmm. over me of, mm-hmm. well, we were friends and then we weren't. And now he's a ghoster. Like how, mm-hmm. uh, anyway personal things. Um, okay. So (laughs) let's get off the topic of boys just for a minute. Let's talk about in the chapter, she is in this job. She hates, she's a body makeup artist Mm -hmm. on a telenovela. It doesn't really get much worse than that. (laughs) It's pretty humiliating. Um, and she's trying to get out desperately. Have Mm -hmm. you had a job situation that you were in that just was the worst and you kind of felt trapped or you know, you really needed to leave, but you weren't sure how to leave yet. You know what? I've actually worked for the same company for almost, gosh, almost 10 years. Oh my um, gosh. A really, really long time. So I've kind of worked my way up. Um, and, you know, 
obviously there are points where you're never going to be 100% happy in your job. There's going to be things that you think, right, this is what I really want to do and how do I get there? Mm -hmm. But I'm lucky that, you know, the company that I've been with for a long time, they treat me very well. Um, You know, it's an office job. So, you know, it can get a little bit samey at times, but, you know, for the most part, I really enjoy what I do. And especially it's made me realize how lucky I am during this period of time that, you know, I've been able to work from home and everything like that. So I am very lucky that I've never really been in a job that I've absolutely hated and that, you know, I've been trying to get out of for, you know, God knows how long, but I feel for people that are in that situation. (laughs) Right. And now it's very interesting because of the pandemic. Like if you hated that job and it's not coming back, like it's this strange, I'm free, but now what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, you know what, it's, it's really sad for a lot of people that are going to be going through that because I mean, especially in the UK, I mean, job losses at the moment are an all time high. And I just think it's, it's, it's sad. And I, it's for me, like I said, luckily being in a job, but you know, I kind of fear for, for what's going to happen to a lot of those people. Absolutely. I'm actually one of those people. I haven't, yeah, I haven't worked because I work in entertainment and it's just, it has been a really tough year. I mean, we've just been shut down for so long and things are starting to come back, but not the way that they used to be and not with the amount of people working on a show. Yeah. So um, I've been sort of pivoting in my career, um, Mm -hmm. which it's, it's so funny how the universe works but I actually really like the direction that I'm going. And it's something that I had thought about kind of briefly in the past, but I never really, I didn't really know what it was. And I was like, I mean, I'm a writer that's writing. I don't know. But now it's just, it's actually turning into something kind of cool, which is strange and yeah, a really nice kind of diversion in this pandemic but again this whole year is just like you said you know things work in mysterious ways and I guess sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes you know hopefully it's not always going to be something like this but something to kind of you know push you in a different direction to kind of make you realize oh actually I'm going to give this a go and see what happens so I think it's amazing right absolutely well I don't know if this will apply to you but I will ask you anyway um did you ever deal with a boss from hell it couldn't, it might not be your actual like work boss, but maybe like yeah. some sort of like captain, captain of a team or something, you know, like that. You know what? I'm going to be really boring and say no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a really good story like this, but I actually don't. Um, okay. You know, I've, you know, some of my friends have had some really interesting uh, managers and bosses and I've heard some, some fairly interesting stories from them. But for me, I think I've just been really lucky that I've had some quite supportive people like in my career and haven't had to deal with any bullies or anything like that. So fingers that's crossed amazing. that doesn't start. <laughs> no, 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 it won't. That's amazing. Well, that's good. That gives us like all hope. <laughs> I yeah. haven't had a bad boss in a very, very long time, but it was definitely ex- an experience with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's go back to boys. Um, if there is do you have like five things that you would suggest in when you're dating someone who is potentially unavailable or ghosting you or something like that? Five things that you would suggest to people out there or support? Such a good question. I think you have to, again, kind of going back to the game playing, which I'm really, really not a fan of. 
I think you need to be honest because they're obviously playing a game with you. Like that's how it works. Like you, like you said, they'll jump in and out. You know, you won't hear from them for weeks and then all of a sudden they'll appear and, you know, all of this. I think you just have to be really honest with yourself. You know, if you think you can deal with that for the next, you know, few weeks or few months or whatever, then, you know, you do you because obviously people work in, in different ways. Obviously, there are certain people who think, oh, I can change him. I know I can change his mind. And I've been there plenty of times, trust me. Um, but I think you just need to be honest with yourself and just realise, you know, that they're probably not going to give you what you want. And realistically, if they were eventually to come back and say, let's give it a real go, I want to try it, whatever. But the fact that they've treated you a certain way up until that point, I think shows a lot about who they are um, as a person. Mm. And it's probably not someone ultimately you want to end up with so I think that would be one thing and I think um just I mean to be honest that's just be honest I think that's all you can do and just say look I really want this to go somewhere if you don't tell me now because there's no point you know beating around the bush and wasting each other's time um because it's just never going to go anywhere and one of us or both of us or you know whoever it is just going to end up getting hurt and it's just not fair so I think that's my main thing Got it. I love that. I think that's fantastic advice. Um, and going off the first thing you said too, I mean, that trust is broken. Yeah, and, exactly. And like you said, they are absolutely showing you who they are and who mm-hmm. they'll be in the future because yeah. people are who they are. Like they can try to be better, mm-hmm. but most likely that's their default. So yeah, exactly. And you know what? I've got guy friends who have ghosted girls in the past and they almost feel like they're hurting their feelings by being honest with them so if they've been on a date for instance and they just don't mm-hmm. see it going anywhere there was no chemistry or what have you they just won't bother replying to their messages and I'm just like I actually one day had a really sort of brutal conversation with one of my really good guy friends and I said you're not that special if you think you're going to text her and she's going to be crying herself to sleep that night because you don't want to go on another date with her then you are sorely mistaken so just be honest with her and you know, most of the time since I said that to him and he has been honest with these girls, they've come back and said, you know, really appreciate you being honest. Thanks so much. You know, all the best. Whereas if you let it drag on and on and on, then, you know, these girls just get hurt and then you get a bad reputation. So it's just silly. I completely agree with that. Um, I have always been a big stickler in that and telling guys, hey, you're lovely. It's just not a romantic connection. Yeah, exactly. Just get out of the way. Right. Every single one of them has really appreciated the honesty mm-hmm. and just being forthright about things. And that's, that's all people really want. They just want to feel yeah. that they have some respect given to them. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, you know, we're grown ups. you know, mm-hmm. we get it. You know, we're not, like I said, we're not going to go and cry ourselves to sleep. It's not going to destroy our entire lives after, you know, one or two right. dates. So I just think we just need to have a mutual respect for each other And understand that, you know, some people come in and out of your lives and some people are meant to stay, some people aren't, and you kind of need to be at peace with that. I completely agree with that too. It's, and you've got to really pay attention, I think too, because your life is giving you all the signals. And if you are just going to completely resist against those signals, like flashing red light, he's not available. Like that's your fault then. (laughs) That's another big thing is trust your gut. That's one thing I always say, trust your instinct, because if ever I've had, you know, that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach and you think, oh, something doesn't feel right, 
trust it do not ignore it because most of the time in my experience personally it's never ever been wrong oh my gosh absolutely i even if it's just to piggyback on that even if it's just the smallest like eh like i don't feel mm-hmm. anything towards this person it just yeah. feels kind of mm-hmm. that is a yeah. sign like absolutely don't question that that's just your the nice way of the universe being like that's not for you exactly yeah and you just don't wait right don't wait till it's really bad and you're like oh my god this was terrible I knew it (laughs) it's so true thank you so much for coming on this was so delightful it's been great it's been so great you guys definitely go follow her on the good the bad and the ghosted her instagram her podcast listen every (laughs) week she's just lovely as you've just now seen um is there anything else we'd like to tell my listeners (laughs) I think just trust yourselves, just know what you deserve and go and get it. And don't let anyone fuck you around if I'm allowed to swear. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, please. That is so true. Amen. (laughs) You deserve better. And you know, you will look back when you look back, you will never regret getting rid of those people out of your lives. You'll only look back and think that was the best decision I've made. So trust Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. I loved this. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube and follow us on Instagram at ThatGirlThePodcast.